0: USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at usaa.com 100.
1: The Veterans Path and the Road to Financial Peace. That's next on The Veterans Voice.
2: And hot! Welcome to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studios, in partnership with podcast channel sponsors, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, Wirenut Home Services. And now, here's your host, Mike Lewis.
1: Welcome to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA and the Optum Podcast Studio. We've got a great show for you coming up today, and we're going to dive right in with our first guest, Kathy Prue-Owens, who is now an assistant professor in the nursing department, University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, also a 30-year Army veteran. It's great to have you on our program.
3: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: So I want to ask you first, did you always want to be a nurse when you were a young kid?
3: To be honest, no. I went to college to be a PE teacher and then a recreation major. And then just by chance, one of my roommates was a nurse and an RLTC. So I thought that would be fun. So I changed my major to nursing.
1: And the rest is history, as they say.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: well, you've had a wonderful career. I have. Thank you for making time for us. Thank you. Oh, it's Thank our it's pleasure. It's to be here. Because we really do want to talk about The mission of the Veterans Path. That's why we wanted you on the Veterans Voice. What is the Veterans Path?
3: So Veterans Path is a um, nonprofit organization that helps veterans transition into from the military to the civilians, or from civilian to military side. Um, Focusing on mindful uh, meditation and creating community among the veterans. So the program is really set for both men and women. It has programs that are um, geared towards meeting those, those needs of the veterans. Two major programs that the Veterans Path has um, is the AMP program, which is accelerated mindfulness performance. It's about teaching mindfulness, um, breathing exercises, learning about how the brain connects with the body, teaching them about stress, teaching them about the nervous system and how we respond, so kind of right up my alley with nursing. Um, and then we have the Brave Program, which is the women's program, and that is um, the Brave Work, um, reintegration, and then the um, veteran, uh, the veterans empowerment. So that program was actually created by one of our women veterans who committed suicide. So Veterans Path, the ultimate outcome is to help decrease, eliminate suicide among our veterans.
1: One of the things that you said early at the beginning was mindfulness. And Kathy, I keep hearing that over and over again as I do the Veterans Voice and mm-hmm. also am involved with helping next chapter. Why is mindfulness so important?
3: So the big, the big component of mindfulness is looking at how we can address meaningfulness in our lives and purpose in our lives particularly in veterans when they're transitioning. Um, we have a tendency to have this really strong mission when we're on active duty, reserves, guards. We, we have a sense of focus with a mission. And then when we transition, a lot of veterans feel like they lose that purpose, they lose that mission. The It's a little different in the civilian side when people don't understand that. So veterans' path, wants to bring that mindfulness and really gear it towards creating that purpose and meaningful in the veterans' lives. And so that's what the mindfulness is about, is really putting in that, bring that joy and that community and purpose and meaningful um, among veterans together. We're
1: going to continue with Kathy in just a couple of moments. Every season brings a new strain on your home systems. The Veterans Voice partner, the Wire Nut Home Services, is the one that you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned and proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need help with your plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical, the Wire Nut does that. That's right. plumbing. Heating, cooling, and electrical. Get in touch with The Wire Nut. They're here for you. 719-399-5021. 719-399-5021. The Wire Nut Home Services. We're continuing with Kathy Prue-Owens. Kathy, what do you consider some of the biggest challenges that military veterans are facing?
3: I think for both um, both veterans from the male and female perspective is the biggest challenges is losing that, that community, that camaraderie when we leave the military and we transition. Um, I think another big challenge is um, the misunderstanding of, of veterans in the sense that um, when we're, let's say if we're just working on a project and we're trying to get it done right, you give it to military, you give it to veterans and they're going to get it done, right? And when you get into the civilian sector, sometimes things just don't roll as fast as, as you want them to, right? Or you think that they should because of your, your prior military service. So some of those challenges of being in a different environment and maybe not having that camaraderie is really, I think, the biggest challenge for all veterans.
1: And how about women's veterans specifically? Some of their challenges that women themselves are facing.
3: Interestingly, um, even some of the research that has come out of, of the VA, women veterans have actually have the highest um, prevalence of depression and anxiety compared to men. Um, so it's really interesting that we, we look at that from a perspective of that, that women don't, don't have those, right? So I think for, for the biggest challenge for women is, is those um, mental health issues and being able to address them. And so the Veterans Path creates that community to be able to help, not just given veterans medication, but really giving them that sense of community to be able to provide that meaningfulness and purpose in their life.
1: Can you give us a couple of specifics of how Veterans Path has been helping veterans?
3: Oh, I think that um, especially being with Veterans Path as a participant and now as a, as a partner and an instructor with them, um, over the years, we've seen where um, veterans are participating, um, the increase in participation in our programs, um, both with um, the men's programs and the women's programs. Um, so we're seeing that we're we're getting more because because of the fact that a lot of these programs, most of these programs are all ran by veterans themselves. So it's increasing. For the women's side, um, the Brave Program has been instrumental in helping um, women um, sexual assault, um, depression, anxiety, and so forth. So,
1: we're going to continue with Kathy in just a couple of moments. When it comes time to consider your Medicare options, the choices are many. You need to get with an expert. Get with an expert at Medicare Mentors. Veteran-owned Medicare Mentors has a long-standing partnership with Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, and they are the Veterans Voice podcast channel partner. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they are here to lend you a helping hand. Medicare Mentors. They're powered by Spark, going above and beyond to help you. Give them a call anytime. They're here to assist. 719-886-3377 or go online to... MedicareMentorsLLC.com. Kathy Pru owens is with us talking about the Veterans Path. Is there any charge if someone wants to take advantage of the services that the Veterans Path offers?
3: There's, there's no charge for the, the programs. The exception with this is um, because we're a nonprofit organization, um, and when we have like our Bray program, we just recently um, wrapped that up in November um, here in Colorado Springs, But a lot of our women came from all parts of the country, Florida, California. So they have to take that cost of, you know, like the airlines and and get in here through that. But the actual program, there's not a charge for that and for the men's program, too.
1: What would you say to someone who's maybe thinking about getting some help and the Veterans Path may be the answer that they're looking for?
3: Um, I think that I can personally say that Veterans Path has helped me personally. Um, one of those women with depression and anxiety, overcame that through Veterans Path. Um, So I think that um, take a look at our programs. Go on to veteranspath.org. Check that out. And um, I think that we could really help a lot of veterans.
1: And if we just help one veteran, it makes so much of a difference.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. If we can help one, then I think we can help two, three, four.
1: And it sounds like Sitting here talking to you, and it's been a pleasure. It's made a, a big difference in your life and where you are right now.
3: Oh, absolutely! It, I was sitting working one day, and one of my colleagues, friends that I was on active duty with, sent me an email and said, "Hey, do you want to go to a Veterans Path Women's Retreat?" I said, "Absolutely." Um, went. I was. I went, but I was a little hesitant to to share, you know, because the whole piece of the stigma with military, particularly with senior ranking. Um, but I left there with um, a great group of women still in contact with them and um, just really building up that community that we had when we were on active duty.
1: One of the things, just we'll end with this, Kathy, one of the things that we're trying to do here on The Veterans Voice is distinct the stigma. Absolutely. Because I keep hearing that, the stigma, yep. the stigma about looking for help and getting help when you're in the military. Yep. We're going to get rid of that stigma one one podcast at a time.
3: I'll be sharing my experience with the nursing department tomorrow at UCCS um, and talking about mindfulness and resilience and how Veterans Path helped, helped me with that.
1: It was a pleasure to meet you.
3: You too. And thank you for having me.
1: Anytime. We'd love to have you back. Please let us know how we can help.
3: Okay. Just go to veteranspath.org.
1: Okay. Very good. All right, in just a couple of moments, do you want to get out of debt? Financial Peace Universities coming back to Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Mark and Mary Schuster coming up next on the Veterans Voice.
2: You're listening to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services.
1: Veterans Voice presented by USAA and the Optum Podcast Studio continues. No strangers to the Veterans Voice. I'd like to welcome back Mary and Mark Schuster, facilitators of Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. It's good to see you again on this 2023.
4: Hey, Mike. How are you doing?
5: Thanks, Mike. Really happy to be here.
4: Yeah,
1: it's great. We love having you because you change lives. Just real quick, don't want to dwell on the past, but how was last year's first Financial Peace University? Had some people come through and you uh, helped people move on to financial peace.
4: Yeah, it was great. We had a really dynamic class this year, um, pretty small, which was nice. Um, We were able to contact um, those people and have some really intimate discussions with them. And we got a good um, footing to start off the uh, or to end the year, and we're going to be able to start off the new year. We're very excited.
5: Yeah, we also had an amazing event took place. One of our former students from a couple of years ago, she and her husband came in, and during the class, they made their last nine thousand dollar car loan payment, and they became um, non mortgage debt debt free. And we, when they told us the class about it, what we found out was over the past. Uh, 34 months, Mm -hmm. they paid off $205,000 of non-mortgage debt. And that was a result of of them attending this Financial Peace University. They're a veteran family. They're part of Mount Carmel. And it was a remarkable experience to see. And they specifically came back to share that. They literally made the last payment in class. Um, And they're a wonderful family. And then they went on and did their debt-free scream with Dave Ramsey live and then became the face of the veterans program for for. Financial Peace University. So we're excited about and happy for that family.
1: And what is so important that I want to get across well, a couple points that want to get across to people. This works if you take the time and the effort to go through Financial Peace University. You're going to change your life. Dave Ramsey talks about you're going to change your family tree, the trajectory that you're on. But if you come do Financial Peace University at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, there's a reduced cost of what it costs to go to other locations.
4: Right. The normal class, um, I believe, is $80.00 and for our veterans um, we have been able to work with ramsey solutions and we are doing the class for twenty dollars which covers the cost of um, the workbook for the whole family and that'll be the nine weeks coming in on wednesdays Um, you get your book when you arrive and you pay and then we use that workbook through the next nine weeks to facilitate the class to um, go through the lessons and let dave do the teaching which is really great
5: yeah and then through ramsey solutions Um, Each veteran family is provided with a full year membership into FPU at no cost, which allows them to not only start with the class and go through the seminar with us, Um, but then they can use those services for the next year.
4: They use a program called Every Dollar, which is an app that they have access to. And that's another part of that fee that you would normally pay if you were going to, say, a church or a school to do it. But our passion is for the veterans. We really hold it strongly. We want to make sure that our veteran community is supported while they're serving and even after they have served. And it's a great way to come together as a family to – bring a new way of speaking about money into your household. So it's not so scary anymore.
1: There was a news headline I read just the other day before we recorded this, and it talked about the percentage of Americans' credit card debt is going up and up and up. You know, we're hearing about inflation and things like that in the economy. That is the exact wrong direction people need to be going
4: if they want to have peace in their lives. Absolutely, it is terrifying to think of even where Mark and I started. You I know, mean, our story is we had fifty thousand dollars in non-mortgage debt, so credit cards. We had a car note, uh, some personal stuff that we were we had, and and we were able to tackle that with financial peace using the principles and getting together, being on the same page. I like to say that Mark and I were um, on the same team, but we were playing two different sports games. We just didn't know how to speak with one another in our new marriage about money. And so Dave Ramsey's financial piece gave us the ability to come together as a couple. We were new in the Every Dollar program, and it really, really kick-started us in a great way.
1: We'll talk about the curriculum in just a couple of moments. Want to let you know that you don't have to worry about your information systems ever again when you get in touch with the folks at Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice Technology partner. They meet all of our and they can meet your computing needs. Colorado Computer Support, the veteran owned, they're on your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep that business going, make sure you get in touch with Colorado Computer Support. They're on your team. 719 355 2440. The number again for Colorado Computer Support, 719 355 2440. For those folks who listen to Dave Ramsey on KRDO Radio, they understand a little bit about Financial Peace University, Dave talking about getting out of debt. But Mark, would you like to dive in a little bit about, if I attend Financial Peace University, what's going to happen? What am I going to learn?
5: Yeah, it's a great question. So to help our veterans understand a few things, number one, this is a very safe space. We don't take photographs. We don't publish names. We keep everything incredibly private. Because if you come into Mount Carmel for nine weeks, what'll happen is, like any, kind of like a support group. Um, when you think about being in the military, look, the men and women in the military, we don't execute anything without a plan. You can't, they're complex things. Your personal finances, your relationship with your spouse or a friend that's gonna help you, it's a complex issues and you need a plan. So we're gonna help facilitate the plan that Ramsey Solution provides. And if you're thinking about how do you build wealth in a society that is diseased with debt, debt seen as good when for most of humanity debt was not good right we don't have a debtor's prison anymore um but we have credit cards close enough so the whole idea is put a plan together we're going to help you develop that plan and we'll provide a place where you can talk about or not talk about your circumstances and we will help guide you through our stories and others and then we'll help you we we have students from that we're still helping today because these are difficult behaviors to change they're emotional and you you know when you when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's really what this is about. Find a different plan or a new plan that will help you. And as long as you commit to it for life, we promise you, you will build whatever future you want for you and your family.
1: And this isn't income-driven as far as it doesn't matter where you are on the income spectrum, you can still get things turned around, correct? Correct.
5: Yeah. And, and the basics are this. There are many ways to build wealth and be financially successful. But some basic premises are live within your means, have a zero based budget every day and every month, just like you would for your boss at work, have a budget, which is a plan, and invest for the future. Um, and if you follow those basic principles, it doesn't matter what your income is because the math is the math. It's about math and behaviors. And if you apply those principles, you will um, get out of your own way and you'll build that future. My wife always talks about dreaming in HD. That's the other thing we're going to help you learn how to do. Dream in HD. What would your life be today if you didn't owe anybody anything and 100% of your family income belonged to you and it didn't belong to the banks or the car dealerships? Dream in HD, folks.
4: It's absolutely amazing to think of what Mark and I sit down every year. We do our end of year plan. We do our beginning of year plan. And sometimes it changes, but every year we get that new focus when we really do sit down and dream in HD about what the year is going to look like, what every dollar is going to do for us. Um, Every hour that he spends at work and away from our home, is that new sweater worth it? Or is that, you know thing at the grocery store worth it. And sometimes you decide that it's okay to put it back. And while you're going through the Ramsey program, just for those nine weeks, you're learning a new skill. You're learning how to eat the elephant one bite at a time. You look at an elephant, you think, how am I going to ever eat that? But if you just start in one spot, one bite at a time. The next thing you know, you've fed a village even, and everything looks different. And you're no longer hungry.
5: The other thing that will help is will help with the the relationship piece with money. The number one cause of divorce in North America are money problems. We have seen couples show up on week one. They won't even sit together or look at each other. And by week four, five, and six, they're communicating again. And that's, that's unique because we approach this now as we are co CEOs of our family business. We expect a profitable family business, and co CEOs means we both have a hundred percent commitment. There's no such thing as 50-50. It's 100-100. and that's how we operate, and it's worked. And that's what we'll be able to do in this environment for people.
1: And in just a moment, we're going to let you know when it's going to start and how you can sign up. But before that. We come to you from the Optum Podcast Studio. That's where we produce The Veteran's Voice. Optum Medical Group is part of Optum, offering 20 clinics throughout the Plankspeak region. Optum primary and specialty care doctors provide quality patient centered care. They're backed by Optum's industry leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com slash Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today, Optum and Mountain View Medical Group. All right, Mark and Mary Schuster, what's the date for the next class of the Financial Peace University relaunch? And then give us the times and how to register.
5: So the next class seminar is set up starting on February 22nd, runs nine weeks, and will graduate on April 19th. The way to register is to contact Mont Carmel Veterans Service Center at 719-772-7000. Let them know you'd like to register for the class, pay the $20 for the workbook, and then we will reach out to all those students that are registered. And class starts on uh, each Wednesday night. They usually show up around 6 p.m. Class starts promptly at six thirty, and they're out the door by eight thirty. That's it. And, uh, you know, The classes we've had, we've had 79 military families go through the seminar in the last few years, total of $4.18 million of total non-mortgage debt. But out of those 79 families, they've paid off $442,000 of debt in those collective nine weeks because those numbers are collected during the nine weeks. That represents 11% of debt paid off for our military families and over 247 credit cards cut up, canceled forever because they're learning how to live a debt-free life.
1: And who knows, you could be coming up soon on Dave Ramsey's national radio program screaming, I'm debt-free. It can yep. happen. It Just can like happen.
5: Just like one of our Mark Carmel veterans. Yep.
4: Yeah,
5: we heard, we had them here on the we
1: earlier. Did. We Val did, Val and Brian. Yes. Yeah, Val and Brian. Exactly. So
5: again, mm-hmm. call 719-772-7000. Please call right away. Seats are filling up, and we, we look forward to seeing you.
1: And it was a pleasure to have both of you back on The Veterans Voice.
4: Thanks so much, Mike. We love being here.
5: Thanks, Mike.
1: You're very welcome. Up in just a moment, Linda Sink, Resource Development and Events Manager, as we continue on The Veterans Voice.
2: You're listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services.
1: Voice presented by USAA and the Optum Podcast Studio continues. In a moment, Linda Sink, Resource Development and Events Manager, will be sharing some upcoming events here at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. A big thank you to our partners that make this possible, USAA, Optum, Medicare Mentors. Our technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and the supporting partner, the wirenut Home Services. A big thank you for making the Veterans Voice possible. Linda, so you've got a lot on the calendar coming up here at Mount Carmel. What would you like to share?
6: We do. Thank you for having me, Mike. Um, we have a lot on the agenda for food distribution specifically. We came out with the first quarter calendar, so I'm going to go through those. Um, And this is open to everybody and anybody. It's not specific to military, veterans, active duty. It's open to the entire community. It's right across the street from the office, uh, upper lot of Norris Penrose at 1125 West Moreno Street. The next date is February 10th. It's a Friday. We encourage everybody to arrive a little early. Some come as early as 9 o'clock in the morning. However, it starts at 11. So line up, I would say, 9, 30, 10 o'clock is fine. It will go until we run out of food. And again, it's open every There's no uh, fees, no charges, nothing is required. So February 10th is the next one. However, we have a few on, on the calendar. So save the date, February 10, February 24, March 10th and March 24th as well. All at the same time, all at the same place, free food to anybody who needs it. It's a hand up, not a handout. Please share with your friends if they need the assistance. So that's the food And Oh, by the way, we could use some help. Uh, I also run and help coordinate some of those volunteers and the ambassadors. So if you have any community partners you wanna come out and help prepare the food, hand it out. If you know anybody that wants to pay it forward, we're just come and get involved, please give me a call. I'm at 719-772-7000. Ask for Linda. Or you can just email me at lsink, C-I-N-K, at mtcarmelcenter.org. So that's the food distribution. We do have something very exciting coming up, and I'm looking forward to it. It's all green. Can you imagine? Can you guess what it might be? St. Patrick's mm. Day Parade, that's right. March 11th this year, will be downtown on Tejon Street. Mount Carmel will be hosting our own breakfast. We will have a float. Uh, we're a host at Blondie's, and uh, we're going to open the doors at 10 o'clock. So we'll have a pancake breakfast. It's going to be a good time. We'll have a link for you. It's not ready yet, but we'll have a link for you to buy tickets. And again, we're looking for volunteers, ambassadors, partners, anybody that wants to get involved, or if you want to come be in the parade with us get dressed up in your red, white, and blue, and green, have a good time, walk the parade, and get involved. So again, I'm at seven one nine seven seven two seven thousand. You can go to veteranscenter.org. You can find the information there as well. All kinds of good things happening and coming along.
1: Linda, you talked about volunteering. Can you expand that just a little bit? What type of volunteering is available? What if someone's sitting there going, well, I don't know what I could do to contribute?
6: So volunteering as a whole we have plenty of options. If you want to come in and just sit with us in the office, maybe do some data entry, answer some phone calls, make some phone calls, look for partners, silent auction items for anything that's coming up. We have some administration things that need to be done. We could, we could do some landscaping outside when it's nice out. We have events here in Colorado Springs. We have events in Pueblo, all up and down the Front Range. We can always use help with that as well. So volunteering doesn't just mean manual labor you can come out and you can just get involved in in the different departments. So we have transition and employment. So if you want to help with our job fair, you're welcome to do that. We've got our uh, military family veteran services. So if you want to help prepare food and packages and care packages to pay it forward, if you want to come be an intern or volunteer in any of the departments, we're happy to have you.
1: Just reach out and ask for Linda Sink.
6: That's right. So, again, my email... L sync at org, or give me a call 719-772-7000.
1: Always a pleasure, Linda. We'll get you back on soon. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. If you have enjoyed what you've heard on our podcast, we invite you to subscribe to the Veterans Voice. Go to veteransvoice.us. Please share the message. Tell your friends. Thank you so much for listening on KRDO News Radio. We have so much more information that we are going to continue with on the podcast version of the Veterans Veterans Voice. Mark Schuster is going to stay around and we're also going to be joined by Oscar Vaughn. One of the things we're going to talk about is why should young people go in the military? We're going to share some experiences and uh, give you a little bit of ideas on why the military is a great career. That's coming up. Go to veteransvoice.us and you can find out
2: more. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services.
1: The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA. In the Optum Podcast Studio continues. We've asked Mark Schuster to stay with us for this next segment, and we're going to bring in Oscar Vaughn, both veterans of the United States military, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. And, and what we wanted to talk about for the next several minutes on this part of the pod is encouraging young people... To join the military why should they think about making it a career as I look at headlines across the country I see that recruiters are having a little bit of a difficult time right now let's see if we can help the mindset if, if there's a young person that says you know what maybe I want to go in the military well why should I do that who wants to dive in first Oscar I'll, I'll, I'll jump in
0: so good morning to uh, both of you uh, and to the uh, listening audience so uh, joining the military is um, a very unique topic uh, to me. Um, there were many reasons why I wanted to join, and uh, I have a, a path, I guess, that I, that I took to get to the military. Um, I also served as an Air Force recruiter while I was also teaching ROTC. I recruited for two years, and then I went to headquarters Air Force ROTC and recruited for another year and a half before I was voluntold into another job. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's okay. But um, recruiting is, it it's kind of an art form, it's not really a science. Each person that comes into the military has a reason for it, right? Some of it's patriotic, some of it's economic, some of it is, I want to be able to do things that I can't do from, you know, XYZ city that I grew up in. And I guess for me, it was kind of a combination of all of that. Um, I wanted to serve in public service. That was my whole thing. Uh, my mother uh, had been a nurse before she was disabled, so um, it was a big deal that service was important to her. Uh, my dad was a deputy sheriff, and so he was always in the public, and it was a service thing for him because God knows they didn't pay him a lot, but it was service was important to him. I had a couple of uh, relatives who served. I had an uncle who served three tours in Vietnam, um, and I had other relatives that had served in both Korea and World War II. Now, that being said, um, going into the military was not something my family was in favor of. In fact, when I decided to go into the military, I had chosen a path to go into a military academy. And the story goes, um, a friend of mine from the neighborhood, his name was Jerome Walker. I don't know if you're listening, Jerome, but if you are, thank you. Uh, he grew up in my neighborhood, and uh, he was the first person I knew that went to a military academy, went to United States Naval Academy. And he came in to speak to our, our high school, a little small Catholic high school in North Carolina. And he came in, and literally every woman in that school, including the nuns, melted. So he walks in, he's got his beautiful ice cream suit on, he's buff, handsome, confident, much like Mark over here. And um, it's, That's a fact. It is. And uh, when he came in, literally every eye turned, every knee bent, right? And I'm watching this guy give this, um, this talk of why he joined the military and why it was important. And to be very honest with you, I didn't care anybody, anything about that. I just wanted the reaction from women that he got when he came into that room, so I left that assembly, walked down the hallway to our guidance counselor, one lady in a whole t- in an entire high school, uh, Marianne Decker, and I said, "Miss Decker, I don't know what that was, but that's what I need." And she says, "Oh, he went to an academy. What's an academy?" Um, you know, these this is where the military trains their officers, and we have three big ones. She didn't talk about Coast Guard, but she talked about West Point. She talked about United States Air Force Academy. She talked about uh, United States Naval Academy. And I said, hmm, not sure if I'm thinking about West Point. That's okay. What about the other two? And so, um, you know, these are the standards. This is where they are and stuff like that. So I talked to Jerome Ensign Walker, and I said, um, what do I need to do? He says, well, let me help you. So he started helping me with the application process at beginning my junior year. And we um, reached out to our congressman in my district where I lived. And just so happens that my mother knew him. So we made an appointment with him, sat down with him, talked about career goals. What do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? And I said, well, I'm not quite sure, but, you know, defending my country sounds like a good idea. Right? Travel sounds like a good idea. And so he said, Well, you know, we'll vet you with everybody else and see where you come out. Well, I got an appointment, and then I had to be accepted by the school. So I went through the process. I was on the waiting list. Um, I had gotten a lot of different acceptances from other places, and I also had gotten a naval ROTC scholarship to the University of Virginia. Right. And I lived in North Carolina. So it was a big deal to get a a scholarship to the University of Virginia living in North Carolina. So um, the day of my high school graduation, um, I got a phone call just before I went to the ceremony and I was told that I got in. I had been on a waiting list the whole time. So I was sent to the Naval Academy Prep School where I had the absolute worst academic year I think a human being can have. But I also had my first military leader who really shaped the rest of my life. And at the time, Major James N. Mattis was my company commander. And he went to bat for me twice in two academic boards. And I survived, and, um, but I, I wasn't eligible to go ahead. But he said, you can come back if you want. We'll start this process again. I know you can make it. And I said, you know, maybe the academy isn't for me, but I'm pretty sure the military service is. So he worked very hard, got me a Naval ROTC scholarship back home to the University of North Carolina. I went in to accept it. And on one side of me, there was a table with a Marine Corps gunnery sergeant and a navy um, commander and i looked at them at their table at the table next to them was an air force pilot worked at the rotc unit at the university of north carolina feet up on a table flight cap over his eyes all he had was a simple sign on his table says talk to me if you want to learn how to fly i went to that table and um sure enough i was able to get a, a scholarship from there stayed there four years, went through ROTC, and then I had 27 and a half years active duty in the Air Force after that.
1: And there's so many parts of that story that we're going to break down here in just a little bit about different career paths and different choices. Mark, a little bit about you and how you found your way into the military for young people. Yeah,
5: and I love Oscar's story because oh, it's, great. it's it has a lot of emotion to it and yeah. it's raw. And like Oscar, I I had been voluntold on recruiting duty as a Marine. Um, So I come from a military family. My father was an Air Force veteran. My brother's a Marine Corps veteran and two brother-in-laws that are veterans. Um, Me, however, I always joke that I'm a complete failure in life because I was never gonna get married, never have children, never join the military. You know, fail, fail, fail. Um, I've done all of those. For me, in particular, I was focused on a baseball life i grew up playing sports in southern california and i was going to be the next shortstop for the dodgers um, and then uh, a small film came out you might have heard of it not a lot of people have called top gun in 1986 and uh, my brother was already in the ucla rotc program i'd spent a lot of time with with him and his fellow midshipmen down at ucla and i watched that movie and saw that there was a way to fly fighter jets and i asked him about it and he said yeah you can do that Uh, but I think you should do it in the Marine Corps. And so I went home and all of my baseball posters came down and Marine Corps F-18 posters went up. Um, All the girl posters stayed where they were.
0: Thank goodness. Yeah.
5: Uh, But unfortunately, I wasn't prepared for college. I wasn't prepared for the transition. So my experience was that uh, when I graduated high school in 1987, uh, I became a crosstown midshipman at the UCLA ROTC program. Um, And after my first year in college at a community college, I earned a three year ROTC scholarship and I went on and graduated from the UCLA ROTC program in 1991 and got my commission as a second Lieutenant in the Marine Corps. So for me, it wasn't anything I ever looked at. It wasn't anything I planned for. My brother on the case and the other cases, he grew up knowing he wanted to be a Marine Infantry Officer. Um, I didn't have any pressure from home. So for me, it was, it was actually a Navy recruiting movie that got me excited about joining the military. And then I learned more about um, everything that the military could offer.
1: So there is a method to my madness. Sure. Having you tell a little bit about your story. Now we're going to transition in just a moment to why the military can be such a great option for folks, younger people who are looking at what do I want to do with the rest of my life. You're listening to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA and the Optum Podcast Studio. We'll continue in a moment.
2: You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the Wirenut Home Services.
1: Continuing with The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA Optum Podcast Studio. All right, gentlemen, love the stories. We're speaking with Oscar Vaughn and Mark Schuster. Now, a young person that wants to join the military or thinking about it, what are some of the reasons they should join? I'm thinking education. Now we've got the Space Force. Maybe you want to go to the moon one day. I mean, the, the sky's the limit. What do you say? Mark? So
5: look, joining the military or considering joining the military, it doesn't have to be a career. And like anything else, I tell young men and women all the time, and they're not always young. I have a friend of mine. He joined, he enlisted in the Marine Corps, at 27 and a half years old. It's a very personal decision. There's a lot of factors that go into it. There's family issues, there's socioeconomic issues. At the end of the day, my experience has been that most young men and women that joined the United States Marine Corps, which I can speak to, they ultimately generally join because of a couple key things. One, they wanna be a part of something bigger than themselves. For whatever reason, at that point in their (coughs) life, they've realized that they wanna do something that they have to earn on their own. Number two, the vast majority of young men and women, when you sit with them and and they they determine what they want to do, they're joining for the intangibles, right? Any employer can provide you benefits like money, uh, salary, healthcare, those types of things. But many um, employers in the civilian world don't provide the type of intangible things that the military does. The cohesiveness, the working with your teammates, setting your personal issues aside and becoming part of something bigger than yourselves. I find that those are the reasons, and the vast majority of military members do not reach retirement uh, status. They use it as a bridge, just like they use college sometimes for a bridge for a career. They use um, other types of uh, opportunities as a bridge. So the military offers a stepping stone that provides a foundation for all types of tangible and intangible skills for the rest of your life so that you can go off and do whatever it is you want. More than half of the f- Fortune 500 companies in America were either founded by or run by military veterans. Military veterans become very successful across the entire spectrum of the world, just like those that aren't in the military. So it's a way of doing it, and I think those are some of the key benefits.
1: Well said. Thank you, Mark. Oscar, your thoughts? So <clears throat> we
0: all have our, our, our reasons for wanting to be uh, a part of a force, right? Or a part of a, a group. Uh, growing up, I played sports. Um, I, I was uh, uh, very active in the church, uh, Catholic church, up until that day I, I, I told you um, where um, a guy in my neighborhood comes in and he's an ensign in the United States Navy and he's in his beautiful uniform. He's got his girlfriend that looks like Sheena Easton. And I'm saying, that's for me, right? I didn't think of it in terms of service before self or anything like that. But as I did my research, I realized that for me, even with me wanting to be a priest and I know, you know, there are people who are basically rolling on the floor when they when they hear me say that I used to I wanted to be a priest. It was all about service for me. And I said, you know, I could be a Catholic priest. I could serve in the church, serve the community, or I could do something I thought more and protect my country while serving right and that was really my whole key for wanting to be in the military it was about protecting my family it was about protecting where I'm from and and being there for my country in a way that I could not do in any other capacity so that was kind of that was kind of my going in argument but once I got in and I started active duty uh, in the Air Force and really, that first year of, of uh, coming in, that was the first time in my life that I'd actually failed at anything, right? I go in, I'm very good in high school with grades, very academic, very athletically oriented. And I get to a place where I thought I would do very well, and I didn't do well. Well, instead of that taking me away from what I wanted to do, it made me more determined to do it. Mm. So when I got to college and I got a chance to go to Air Force ROTC and then actually prove myself all over again, it was much more personal to me, right? I had skin in the game. So for me, that desire to not fail again drove me. When I became a recruiter, I had this story to talk to other folks about, it's not about how successful you can be, it is about understanding that you have to be able to bring yourself and take yourself and pull yourself up if you fail. Failure is not something you have to live with, it's something that can propel you. So when I was in Air Force ROTC, I was at uh, Tuskegee University down in Tuskegee, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Greatest job ever had. And I was able to take kids who weren't sure about their Air Force or, or a military career. None of their family had served. For many of them, it was the first. they were the first person in their family to go to college. There's a lot of pressure there, right? It, it, pressure to succeed, but not just succeed, but just not be a failure. And so I bring that, I bring my story to them, and I say, you can do this because it's not beyond you. And even if you don't make it the first time, You can do whatever you want for the rest of your life. And so I was very successful as a recruiter. And then I go on to do um, what was called the Air Force ROTC Gold Bar Program, where we put minority recruiters at different detachments across the country, and they were trying to drive the numbers of minorities into the Air Force officer corps. And we were very, very successful. But it wasn't just about numbers. It was about giving opportunity to those who didn't think that the opportunity was there for them. And a lot of that I give to, the the credit for a lot that I give to you know General Mattis, I give to the other leaders that I had in my life because it was all about making sure people understood the goodness of serving your country, whether it be for economic reasons, whether it be for personal reasons, whether it be for social reasons. You serve to do something greater than you, to what Mark alluded, right? You do something that is beyond what you are and more important than what it does for others. And that's really the reason that I served for as long as I did. And I think others, you know, if I if I give that story to others, they can see themselves in that role too.
1: And Oscar, one of the things that came to my mind as you were telling that great story and thank you was leadership is so important. And I found in my career path, which was the Navy Reserve, mm-hmm. that there was a lot of leadership training. And I can say without trying to throw arrows in the civilian world, there are some sectors that are lacking leadership or that it could certainly be improved upon. And I am so grateful for the leadership training that I got in the military because it actually helped my civilian career at the same time because I was learning things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. And that, again, as you were saying, Mark, you... you some people maybe enlist for one tour and then they go on to do something else but you're getting the skill set that you can take on and apply it somewhere else yeah and and
5: obviously leadership is a key part of the military and leadership and management is, are two different things right leadership is about people you lead people but you manage assets and resources and that leadership training has a found you know it's a foundation within the military and and Oscar makes some really good points and it's it's a great story about giving people opportunities the amount of opportunities within all branches of the US military are tremendous there are thousands and thousands of jobs and career paths there are unbelievable opportunities for education both basic education I- advanced education you put all those things together and what happens is these young men and women start to realize where they may have thought they could never do something the military provides them an opportunity where they realize that they can do something, they can be successful. You see all types of stories of young men and women, like Oscar says, initially they might fail. I have failed miserably at times in my military career. I left the military. I was out of the Marine Corps for almost six years. Came back in the military because there were those intangible things, those leadership opportunities, but more importantly, I missed the opportunity of serving in a capacity that was greater than myself and it drew me back in. Um, it's very powerful. and the opportunities, I think, are the most important aspect when you think about it, because again, everybody's experience is different. The reasons they're interested in joining are different. But the range of opportunities are tremendous
0: yeah, the the, the one thing I think that um, <clears throat> when people are thinking about an an actual military time and service, we won't call it a career. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't think of the military as long term because they think of it as, well, if, if I serve for too long, maybe they'll put me in a place that's hostile or I'll face gunfire or I'll be on the front lines. That may or may not be true. Um, I remember now I, I didn't part put this in my uh, initial discussion, but um, my dad served in World War II and he had a totally different experience in World War II than most folks uh, if he were alive today, he would probably tell you in no uncertain terms would he, that he thought he was part of the greatest generation because of how he was treated in the military and what happened to him in the military. And the whole time I was at the Naval Academy Prep School, my dad did not speak to me. He didn't speak to me from the day I told him I was going until the day I came home for good. He didn't say a word. And that was very powerful because he thought his experience would be repeated by me, that they would treat me the way they treated him in 1942 when he was basically dragged out of his neighborhood in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, put on a bus and taken down to Camp Stewart, Georgia. He had never been south before. He'd never passed the Mason-Dixon line. He had no idea of that concept of how people were treated during that time. And he had a totally different, mostly negative experience during the war. Sure. So when I told him, hey, this is what I'm thinking, he looked at me and said, you're stupid. Now, of course, most kids look at that something like that and go, yeah, that's reason for me to now really do it.
5: Yeah, and that reference points is it's important.
0: <clears throat> right. So when I knew I wanted to go in, I also knew that I was not going to get that support. Right. We talk about loving our trips, troops and taking care of those and being very thankful and very proud of the people that serve. I did not have that experience when I came in. My my mother was proud. My other family members were kind of on the fence. My dad was totally against it. And he said, if you choose this as a career, then you go ahead and do your thing, good or bad. I'm not I'm not with it. Yeah. You know, when he got proud of me, I'm using my air quotes here was the day he actually saw me accept my commission. That was six years from the time I started my journey. Wow! Right, And he was a skeptic the entire time.
5: But he saw you as a second lieutenant <laughs> and it changed his view.
0: But when those bars came on for the yeah. first time, he actually shook my hand. Shook okay. my hand. And that was very powerful for me because I knew that through all the struggles, through the, 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 all the stuff I had to do to get to that point, It was worth it because even if he didn't support me, I knew I could depend on myself for that. And so I think from when you're talking to people about why you want to join the military, two things I always talk about, self-reliance and resiliency. You join something that is bigger than you and it pushes you and it stretches you and it makes you get out of your comfort zone, out of your depth because what you're trying to do is so much more than who you are. You have an entire country to protect. And that is a solemn, solemn vow that you take when you raise your hand.
5: There's another piece with that real quick. Mm -hmm. It's what what keeps us going in the military in times of hardship, fear. It's that shared heart, that shared um, sacrifice. And not only what it teaches you, it teaches you that I am serving and going through this because Oscars are my left, Mike is on my right. And ultimately, it teaches you how to sacrifice for others, and that's critical. Again, become something bigger than yourself. We fight and defend for our man and woman on the left and right of us. That's why we do our jobs.
1: Let's tie this together very quickly. If someone is thinking about joining the military, as I listen to both of you gentlemen you could make a trip down to your local recruiter if you want to find out more or call find, me or find somebody who is serving and talk to those that are serving a of or coffee have served. With them. Yeah. Yeah,
5: call absolutely. Because again, everybody's experience is different yeah. and Oscar's experience will motivate and make a young man or woman enthusiastic. They may not connect with me or vice versa, but if you can talk to people that are doing it, if you want to be in law enforcement, talk to people in law enforcement. If you want to be a doctor, talk to doctors. If you want to join the air force, talk to Oscar.
1: Great advice. Thank you for making time of the Veterans Voice. This was a great episode, as always. Thank you. It's Thank our, you. It's our pleasure. If you liked what you hear, we invite you to please subscribe to the Veterans Voice, and we're available on all the major podcast platforms. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Veterans Voice.
2: You've been listening to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio, located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting partners. The Wire Nut Home Services Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7:30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps.
1: Hi. I'm Mike Richmond of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with information on an important free resource for veterans, the VA Health and Benefits app. The tool is like a one-stop shop for veterans. It allows them to view or cancel VA medical appointments, send and receive messages from healthcare providers, and download VA benefit letters to provide veteran status or disability payments. Veterans can also manage existing VA claims, find the closest VA medical centers, and get quick access to the VA Crisis Line. You can download the Health and Benefits app on your iPhone or at the Google App Store or wherever you normally get your mobile apps. If you already use this app, please share your feedback on your phone's app store. That's the VA Health and Benefits mobile app. I'm Mike Richmond.
0: Look, I wanna to talk to you about something serious. If you're a veteran and having thoughts of suicide, You are not alone. There are people out there that have your back, like Next Chapter, with free services like health and wellness counseling, transition and employment, and family services like housing, food aid, and financial assistance. To learn more, visit nextchapterco.org, because your next chapter is worth writing. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, dial 988-PLUS-1.